listening to the Black Don't Crack podcast. My name is Queen. And my name is Logic. Join us as we celebrate Black Canadian culture, resilience, and each other. Black Don't Crack. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Black Don't Crack podcast, where we celebrate various intersections of our experiences right here in Toronto. This episode, we have the privilege of interviewing a Ghanaian-born, Toronto-based visual artist, community health worker, and founder of Freedom Fridays. This artist has a passion for creating safe spaces which are conducive to love, learning, laughter, and endless possibilities. He is well known for his use of vibrant warm colors and free brush strokes in depicting narratives of Black love and beauty. As a professional artist, he's been able to build a successful art career and have the honor of having his work featured in multiple galleries across Ontario, Miami, New York, and Atlanta. We have Kofi Frampong, y'all, so stick around. Okay, okay, you just heard a fresh 16 man from Toronto's very own via Nigeria though, Toby. And that was the Toronto remix featuring Havaya Mighty, Shad K, Jazz Cartier. And yo, to hear the full version of the Toronto remix, check the description for more information and don't forget to follow Black Don't Crack TO. Before our featured interview, let me hit you with some little known history with some quick black facts. Black Don't Crack! This is a quick black fact so that the presence of our people are documented and shown. Let the people know. This is a quick black fact. Hi everyone, I'm Little Queen and this is your quick black fact. In 1608, the first black person documented to have set foot on Canadian lands is Matthew DaCosta. He was a free man who was hired as an interpreter for Samuel de Champlain. He is remembered and celebrated as a skilled interpreter. And he lived in Port Royal, Nova Scotia for a short time. A plaque to honor his life and time spent there has been placed on a monument at the Port Royal National Historical Site. And this was your quick black fact. Let the people know this is a quick black fact. Hey, welcome back to the Black Room Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Who do we have on the line today? Who do we got, man? Introduce yourself. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Kofi Frampong, a Ghana-born, Toronto-raised visual artist. All right. All right, man. Welcome to the Black Don't Crap podcast, man. Thank you. So, Kofi, I have seen and purchased your art, mm. and it is profound. It is vibrant. It is black excellence mm. tell us a little bit about how you got started like you know what motivated you to become uh, a artist those type of things um in ter- well in terms of art like i i always tell the story 
Um, I fell in love with it at the age of five, just watching my dad doodle. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to the future. Um, I guess for the longest time, for most of my life, I've been afraid of painting. I could draw really well, but I, I didn't think I could paint to save my life. Um, I, about maybe like seven years ago, I started this uh, community event called Freedom Fridays. And Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what I was trying to promote and preach, aside from, you know, building safe spaces that were conducive to love, learning, and um, laughter, um, I also wanted people to get outside of their comfort zone so that they can grow, right? Mm -hmm. And for me to preach that and not be able to do it myself, I thought that was a little bit hypocritical. Um, yeah. So... Oh, also, prior to that, I took about, like, six, seven years off of art. Mm. So, for me to get back into it, but to do something that was outside of my comfort zone, is, you know, was a must. So, my first painting was in front of a crowd of about, like, 500-plus people. And, um, like, within the first 10 minutes of doing that, that's when I developed my, uh, my painting process. And then from there... Um, I started my career, and it's just been really good after. Nothing but growth. Nothing but growth. I love it. I've been watching it and celebrating it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I have a question. So, like, you know, speaking of, you know, transforming your art into a career, like, you know, like, what, what did that transition look like? Because I know a lot of artists, you know, have, have talent, and then how do we you know, transform that into, um, into a business. So I guess like, what right. were some of your, like, I guess, initial opportunities and, and steps that, that you took? Um, it's, it, it almost feels like a blur when I, when I think about it, because mm -hmm. I really had a, a three-year plan. Um, year one was to like really focus on building my skills, um, as a, an artist. Cause you know, I took so many years off. Um, year two was supposed to be, uh, promoting myself and getting my name out there. And then year three, um, that was the time where I would spend, you know, selling pieces and getting into galleries and exhibits and all of that stuff. Funny enough, all that stuff happened within the first year. Wow. Um, wow. my skills like drastically improved within the first year, um, and because I was sharing my work on social media, the promotion and growth kind of just happened on its own. Um, and I, I definitely have to acknowledge, like, um, the support that I've been getting from uh, different communities in, in Toronto, mm -hmm. which allowed me to expand to the States, is amazing. So um, I guess self-made is, is it's something... Um, that speaks to me working on my craft, um, but I would never claim self-made as in, like, I'm the one that put myself on the map because my career is basically um, coming from the support of the different communities. Word, word. So in, in like, discussions of community, because that is always the reoccurring theme, um, how, like, what, what was the best part you would say of like community involvement, like in regards to like supports for you or supports that you've been able to provide to community? Um, the 
best part, I, I guess, being able to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an artist, like, you want to create things that uh, reach people and touch people. And a lot of the stories that I get um, of how people connect to my art, um, I think that's one of the most rewarding parts of it. Word, word. Um, so I, I love, love, love your art, but one other thing that is like my absolute favorite, um, on your page is when you request for people to ask you questions so that you can give them bad (laughs) advice. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, speak on that a little more, man. Yeah. So what, yeah. So like, well, how did you come up with that? How did that come about? Um, okay. So for me, like, in anything that I do, like career-wise, business-wise, mm-hmm. I need to be myself 100%. So I don't want to put on, you know, a business person's hat uh, to do the work that I do and then take it off at night. When I work in the community, I want to be the same person. So with my art, with my marketing, I'm, it's, it's not strenuous because I'm myself 100%. Mm-hmm. So if it means making corny jokes, where I'm the only one that's laughing, um, <laughs> engaging people in like um, either deep conversation or just like foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's that's basically where it's coming from. Yeah, I, I love it. I've gotten some really great bad advice from Kobe. <laughs> well, speaking of advice, but more so on, on the positive aspect, um, I'm I'm curious to know, like, what are some of your, I guess methods of like self-care you know like when you're going through a stressful day or period in life um like what what do you do to i guess support you know like healthy uh mental health oh man a bunch of stuff so um definitely sometimes it's all about just being alone and just kicking it by myself and doing absolutely nothing um other times i'm spending time with my kids um, not necessarily teaching them how to do art, but just doing it with them. Um, or just sitting there while they, you know, do their thing, but being in their company, mm-hmm. um, kicking it with my wife, um, or finding myself in spaces that I feel are safe spaces. Um, so, like, my circle of friends, um, we have a culture of support. And the way that we speak to each other, the way that we support each other, um, I think those spaces are really conducive to to just being yourself and, you know, being in a place where you're not constantly under attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so finding myself in those spaces, definitely. Um, I love basketball, so that's definitely a source of um, uh, self-care. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, obviously, painting. Just painting and listening to music. So would you consider those, like, rituals or activities you do to ground yourself? Or is there something specific? Like, for me, like, when I have to ground myself, I do deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do you have any, like, activity that you do to ground yourself when you're feeling, like, overwhelmed or anything like that? Um, you know, I never really thought about it. Um, I, I sometimes just stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, yeah. I, I think you kind of answered that question yeah. too, because you know, when it comes to grounding, I, I like what you said about spending time with like your 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 wife, your right. your kids, spending yeah. time alone. 
I think those things yeah. ground me because I totally yeah. relate with that too. Like when I'm with my kids, I feel really like you know grounded and and centered and mm-hmm. you know holistic and whatnot. And yeah, exactly. Um, usually, what we like to do at the end of the interview is ask uh, our interviewee, interview, yeah, interviewee, interview, yeah. <laughs> um, to leave us with like you know some positive words, some positive affirmations. So, what do you want to leave us with today? Um, just that. I actually got a few. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I, I I think it's really important for people to recognize that um, uh, creating art, creativity, is um, is a divine responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of whatever religion you follow, like I think uh, just life itself, like we're I, I feel like we're all given the gift of creativity. And you just gotta find your, what your medium is, and and use it to to heal yourself because you know we're constantly under attack in this world. Um, but also like heal the world as well. Um, and once you're able to do that, like I think it really helps towards um, living a better life, not just for you but also for your community. Yeah. yeah an- another thing that I would say too is like I know a lot of people. Uh, there's things that they want to do in their careers to follow their passion. Um, but a lot of people tend to wait for everything to be perfect before they make that first move. Right. Um, and I, I know that we're all different, but I guess what works for me, if anybody can try it out, that's all I can say. Um, it's just like every day, just do something really small to move you further. Um, before you know it, like a year will, will pass by and the things that you weren't able to accomplish earlier on, you'll find that out of nowhere, like you're, you're you know, like you've developed these new skills or this new knowledge and you're in a better place than you were like a year ago. This black owned business is brought to you by buyblocks.com. Mama's Life products are all natural health and beauty aids, ranging from natural raw and scented shea butter to black soaps, lip balm, perfume oils, shampoos, and deodorants. For more information, visit mamaslifeproducts.com. All right, all right, and that concludes our fourth episode for the Black Don't Crap podcast. I want to give a shout out, man, to Kofi for coming through and blessing us with some insights and just a little, you know, splice into his world, um, you know, and also want to big him up for his community work as well, because, you know, right now we need community more than ever. Um, the last week of May has been been pretty crazy, um, not just here in Toronto, but but abroad. You know, um, anti-black racism is running rampant, senseless violence and killing is running rampant. And, you know, we really got to pull together and, and find a way to continue this conversation, continue the awareness, continue the advocacy. We are a community that seems to all always be in mourning and I really hope all of you are taking care of yourselves taking care of each other uplifting each other and speaking out against the injustices that are happening in our community I hope that together we are able to impact change I hope together we are able to heal Yes, most definitely. Healing definitely needs to take place. We need to get back and be reminded of, of the essence of, of humanity. Um, I know that myself and Queen um, steadily create 
pl- uh, places and spaces for dialogue and conversation. So if there's anybody who would like to continue this and to want to reach out to us, please let us know. Hit us up at Black Don't Crack T.O. Condolences to the Regis, Kuczynski, Paquette family, and also condolences to Houdini's family. I know there's a lot of grieving, a lot of pain going on, and man, we just got to do better, man. We got to stop the violence. So we're going to leave you with Houdini's myself. Until next time, y'all. Peace. I'm in the G and I'm cooling with real Grew up in the hood, so I'm keeping it real Popping up bands and they wanted to feel Free all my dogs, couldn't get in the pill Sipping on tech and they came in the seal He in the hood and he don't got a steal I got a box for the free with a steal Wondering how I keep up with these meals Wondering how I'ma get me a deal I don't need you, all I needed myself I wasn't asking nobody for help She wanted me cause her name ringing bells Designer the G, so designer the belt You wildin' on me, never nobody else Got a bit on my hip, ain't nobody could tell Before I grew up, I just wanted to sell I'm independent, I'm good by myself Black don't crack